Over the next couple months, we have an incredible sponsor that I'm going to keep telling you about. It's Yukon River Knives. Yukon River Knives exists to support missions work in rural Alaska by providing outdoor enthusiasts with premium quality knives. A portion of every purchase goes to helping advance the gospel in rural villages in Alaska. Featuring both handmade and high-quality production knives, Yukon River Knives has curated some of the finest and most useful knives in the market. Go check out their products at yukonriverknives.com and enter Shepherd's Crook at purchase for a coupon code and a 15% discount. As you guys know, in the past, I've worked with Buck Knives. Now, I love Buck Knives, but there's a difference with a knife like that, a mass-produced knife, and the Yukon River Knives. When I think about Yukon River Knives, I'm thinking about a knife that I can give down as a legacy piece to one of my grandsons, and I'm looking forward to that. Also, their small game knife is going to be my primary knife that I use for whitetail season this year and for my boar hunting trip in the early spring. Their knives feel great in the hand, and you can just tell looking at it and the feel of it that it's a well-balanced, great knife with a sharp edge, and it's going to last for a lifetime, and not just my lifetime, but multiple lifetimes. Yes, you can go buy another stock knife, or you can check out what Yukon River's doing and get you a nice, quality, premium knife that you're going to be able to hand down to your grandkids. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Hello, and welcome back to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. I hope you guys are all doing well today. What we're going to do today is talk about shepherding or pastoring older men. How do you admonish older men? Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for this time. We ask for wisdom and direction. God, thank you for the opportunity of doing this. I ask that you would help it to be encouraging and helpful to the guys listening in and to everybody listening in. And then it would be practically applicable in their life. And they would be able to do this in a manner that honors you. And and this would just be helpful. And thank you for all you're doing. And uh, we trust you're going to work. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Hope you guys, like I said, are doing well. So I'd ask a question on Gab. Give me some suggestions. Would you guys come up with some suggestions about some podcasts? And uh, my buddy Jeff said, hey, why don't you do one on pastoring older men? How to admonish older men and encourage older men. And his lament is that there are a lot of men that are a little bit older than me, that in their 50s, 60s, and even above that, that get stagnant. They get into a place of coasting. And so how do you admonish or encourage those older men as a, as a younger man, as a pastor? And so that's what I want to do today is just throw out a few thoughts about that. First, I want to remind you, though, about Yukon River Knives. We're coming up on, let's see, it's halfway through the month of September. It's pretty wild. I mean, the whole year has gone incredibly fast, but then you get into a new month, and then all of a sudden you're halfway through. It's just wild. I want to encourage you to go check out Yukon River Knives. They're doing some great things. They're Christians all the way through the company, just to everybody that's involved in Yukon River Knives, and a portion of the proceeds go to mission work on the Yukon River in Alaska. Go get you a premium knife. They're really well-made knives. They're going to last forever. You guys know. You've been hearing about it. You can check them out at the website. The link is in the show notes, and you can use the coupon code Shepherd's Crook to get 15% off at checkout. Okay, now... What often happens between older men and younger men is mockery. This has been, in my generation, something that we have 
experienced from older guys where older guys mocked and made fun of and ridiculed, oftentimes, rightly so, the millennial generation. We don't hear a whole lot about millennials anymore. We hear about Gen Z and we hear about boomers. And one of the things that has popped up over the last few years is millennials responding to some of the accusations against them by saying, okay, boomer, and turning around and then mocking older men. And it's easy to go back and forth like this, right? You, you have these generational struggles and sins that are pretty common, and you can paint in really broad strokes about generational sins or faults, and it's easy to do. You can make commercials about it and, and make fun of millennials, but you can also turn around if you wanted and make commercials about boomers as well. And there are some things that, when you're getting back and forth at each other, that are true, stereotypes that are true uh, in general. But then down to the small level, it's not obviously true about each and every in that particular generation. But one of the things I want to encourage younger guys with is to turn your attention to older guys and admonish them rather than mock them. It is easy to look at older men and lament that there's not more older men that are coming alongside as spiritual fathers. Is it not? I mean, there are so many guys my age in your 30s, and you've looked at the older guys in your life, and although they made strides and were better men in large part, they were better men than, the, than their fathers, they still had these gaping holes in character. And to this day, you look around, it's just hard to find boomer guys that are good, solid men that you want to emulate, that their families look like the family that you would like your family to look like in 30 years, in 20 years. It's just hard to find solid guys like that. And so as you're looking around your congregation, as you're thinking about the older men in your church, how can we admonish these guys? And most likely, if there are older guys in your church and you've got a good and healthy church, these are the exception to the rule of boomers. And so when you think about boomers, there's a really complicated mix. When we think about generations and why they are the way they are, there's a complicated, it's just like a whole recipe that produces a group of people the way they are. And when you think about that, that generation of men, most of those guys had really terrible fathers. So boomers, dads, the greatest generation dads, they're, they're the generation above them. They were disconnected in a lot of ways from just so many things in the family. They went to wars, they lived through the depression, and then they raised these sons. And they didn't get, you know, the boomer boomers didn't get hugs from their dads. They didn't largely, didn't get told that they were loved and all that kind of stuff. And they lived their entire lives trying to make their fathers proud never knowing if they accomplished that task or not. And so boomers in a lot of ways they're just they're just a complicated <clears throat> they're just a complicated group of men. But there are insights I think that we have in the scriptures and instead of mocking or ridiculing or just lamenting, we should encourage older men, encourage the boomers as we would encourage our own fathers. Okay? This is what we're told in 1 Timothy chapter 5. Here's what it says. Do not rebuke an older man, but encourage him as you would a father. Younger men as brothers, older women as mothers, younger women as sisters in all purity. This familial language is used. The household of God is the family of God. The church is the family of God. And in this passage, we're told explicitly what to do as an older man. Now, first, we're told what not to do. Do not rebuke an older man, but encourage him. There is a posture of respect that younger men, pastors included, should have to the older men in their congregations. There's a posture of respect. We should look at the men that are older than us, and the first thing we, sh we should do is to give respect and give honor where honor and respect is due. That means that we don't first take the caricatures of a generation and apply it to them from a heart and mind level. So our, our first posture isn't one of defense, thinking, I wonder what these boomers are like. If you're just now walking into a church or if you know the older guys and, and you see the older guys that are in the, in the church, your first posture isn't the stereotypes of them. Your posture should be of respect and honor. 
We should honor them and admonish them as we would a father. Even if there's times that the older man needs rebuke, this isn't a blanket statement about rebuke because there's going to be times to give honor, to give encouragement and admonishment. You're going to have to come alongside with the word of God and let God's word rebuke an older man. But the whole posture thing is really critical when it comes to shepherding, encouraging, or prodding older men along to say, hey, come on, man, there, there is life left to live. There is a lot that you have left to give this world, and we need you. We need you to be present. We need you to be active. We need you to be here as a spiritual father. We're, we're prodding them along. We want to encourage them and admonish them. We don't want to mock or ridicule them. Here's how it goes. If there's a group of older guys, for instance, making fun of the younger guys, sometimes it is a back and forth thing where you can, at a relational level, mock each other back and forth, and it be fun, tongue-in-cheek. But what I've found is a majority of older men struggle to, to dish it and take it kind of thing, and instead, the posture of respect is always a better route. I have that posture of honor, have that posture of respect, and things are going to go a whole lot better. Now, it doesn't mean with this honor and respect that you let yourself be walked over by older men. It doesn't mean you encourage or enable bad behavior from older men. And that I've seen upfront and personal, where I've, I've seen in churches and experienced in churches some older men that, that I've been pastoring or encouraging or trying to build a relationship with, these guys were awful. And it is true that you're going to run into some older men that are awful older men. They're just bad. They're just, they're not godly. They're not Christ-like. That is true. But still, even in that, the posture of respect and honor is going to serve you well. Now, if we get it down that we're to encourage or admonish older men, what are we encouraging or admonishing them to? What, what is the goal when we're building relationships with older men? What, what is the goal as we're trying to prod them along? And here's what we're trying to prod them along toward. We want to cast a vision for being an older and a godly man in such a way that Titus does. Here's what uh, uh, that Paul does to Titus. Here's what he tells him in Titus chapter 2. But as for you, teach what, what accords with sound doctrine. Older men are to be sober-minded, dignified, self-controlled, sound in faith, in love, and in steadfastness. Younger men want to learn from older men like this. So there's a, a story that I've told before, but it's been a long time since I've told it. And it was about this older man. He was in his mid-60s. I was younger at the time. This was probably seven or eight years ago. And I was going to Hardy's with him. We were going to meet at Hardy's and just talk. And, and he wanted to meet with me and just get to know me. And I was new to the church. And so I was just getting to know the guys at the church, you know. So a good way to do that is find the local watering hole and take them there and go there wherever they normally go. Go there and spend some time with them and just listen. So I'm there and I'm fully planning on just getting to know this guy. And one of the first things he says to me, it, and this guy was a professor at a local university. This guy was sharp. He was incredibly sharp in a lot of areas of life, had made a lot of money, had done really well in life. And he looked at me and he said, Jared, I have so much to learn from you. I'm a new believer, just been a Christian for about 10 years, and I've got a lot to learn from you. And in that moment, okay, if, again, if you've heard me tell this before, you know how I was. But in that moment, I just thought, I am the one that has a lot to learn. You're the kind of man that I want to be. He was a sober-minded man. When young men see older men like this, we want to be like this. He was an older man that was sober-minded, dignified, self-control, sound in faith, and love and steadfastness. He walked with humility and a courage that was intact. It was great. I mean, I, that's what I wanted to be like. 
And when we're talking about encouraging or admonishing older men, one of the things we can do is preach to stuff like this or even encourage our older men to be like this to where we have a group of younger guys that are wanting to be like that older man. And then what we're doing is we're casting a vision. Like I preached through Titus chapter 2 and I preached to older men trying to encourage them in this. And when older men see this, this is what I'm to aim at. This is what I'm to go towards. And this is a really clear directive for older men that they can work on the rest of their life. I mean, this one verse, older men, sober-minded, dignified, self-controlled, sound in the faith, in love, and in steadfastness. This is a goal, a target to set your aim and run toward for the rest of your life. When you do something like that and you give them a verse like that and encourage them like that, men will respond. These older men will respond. Trust that the Holy Spirit is still at work in these guys' lives. If they're Christian men, if they're older men, they will respond and they will walk in this manner. And here's what, what I've seen, even in our church today. The older men in our church today are revered by the younger men in our church. And what we need is more older men, not just the older men that we have, but we need more older men. And as we get older, we want to be guys like this. We want to be sober-minded. We don't want to be a blowhard. We don't want to be a guy that's always demanding their way. We don't want to be a guy that gets caramelized in their way and, and their preferences and what we have to get and, and my vision and my goal and it's got to be my way or the highway. We don't want to be guys like that. That's repulsive to younger men and it's always going to be repulsive to younger men. So when an older man has maturity, when he has sober-mindedness, he's a guy that going to have younger guys around him and he's going to be a guy that's respected by his children, his grandchildren, his wife, and uh, this is the kind of guys we want to be. It's not the easiest thing in the world for a younger guy to encourage or admonish an older guy. But I think the scriptures do give us some direction to be able to do that. And hey, listen, young guy, you have, you know, guys, like I'm including myself in this because there's older men that are decades older than us. Just walk with humility to these older guys. Encourage them. And don't be quick to correct them. If there are things that need to be corrected in time, you'll be able to admonish and encourage them out of those things or direct them to the scriptures out of that. But learn all you can. There's so many men that we look to and we look past because we think they're not the ideal man. They're not the guy that's got all this Titus 2 down. They're not the guy that, that I want to be yet when I'm that age. And we miss things that they can teach us. And so look for everything that you can learn from the older guys that are around you and then encourage and admonish them as you would a father. Guys, I hope this has been helpful. Please continue to leave a rating or review on iTunes. Please share this, spread the word. And then on Gab, if you're watching on Gab, I post video content exclusively to this platform. I don't put it on YouTube. I don't put it anywhere else on Rumble or anything like that. I'm committed to this platform. And so please spread the word. I think I've probably cost myself a few viewers slash listeners by not uploading to YouTube. And I'm okay with that. The goal isn't just to get this as big and, and as many listeners as possible, but I just want to be honoring of the Lord and put it in a place where the content's going to be for the long haul, and I'm not going to get my content pulled or taken away or anything like that or scrubbed. So please share this and, and uh, pass the word. I would be very grateful. For any more information, you can go to theshepherdscrook.co. I appreciate it. Continue to come back. Hope you guys have a great rest of your week.